Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, we're back on Note to Self. I have my friend Kellyanne on. I feel like we're physically very far from each other. I know, other. I'm like trying to angle I myself. Scoot. Well, also, I kind of like being in the middle of the couch. Yeah, no, you get the middle of the couch. If you're watching it on YouTube, but... here's me and my on the casting couch. Yeah, I'm just the, <laughs> I'm just the little guest over here. But let me try to swivel towards you so we can really. I have a couple it. disclaimers to make real quick. So, one, one. Kelly and I, <laughs> Kelly so and I, what you're gonna say. are two drinks deep. Yes. And somehow, this is how I know I like get a little too drunk when I go out because I'm like, this is only two drinks. But usually I don't stop. It's not like two drinks, hard stop. And then no. I'm like, how do I feel after two drinks? It's It keeps going. Yes. So then I'm like, this is how this Because when I saw weekend. you, you were having allergies. Yeah. I walked in, you were a little mis- sniffles. And now, wait, my allergies are gone. <laughs> it's the power of alcohol. It was it was the vodka. <laughs> but something about a good two drink buzz is oh, next amazing. level unmatched. So that's disclaimer number one. Okay. Number two, if you're watching this on video, you can't really see because I have the mic in front of me, which I kind of love. But I did get a I have actually this was happening yesterday, too. I got a chemical peel. Uh-huh. One, I talked about this in the summer prep episode. I love a chemical peel. Like, I cannot really? wait till my next one. I didn't like, know you were a fan of these. I thought this was so, a first time thing. This was a first time thing. And oh. now I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I'm obsessed. But I didn't realize like I thought my face and my neck all peeled at one time. Mm. And then I put some spray tan or like self tanner on. And it clung. And it clung. And then my whole neck peeled off. That's and okay. then now, so from about my collarbone down, I'm tan. And up, it's like a full, everything is peeled off. It looks like you have a little, a little mesh shirt on. Uh, yeah, exactly. A little, <laughs> you're being conservative <laughs> underneath your crop top. <laughs> I tried to like, like buff it out with like a. No, it's like a balding cap. <laughs> no, it literally <laughs> is. You so if you're watching this on video, or if you're looking at a, like a, a, like a clip on TikTok, I know that's happening, by the way. Okay. Okay. Everyone knows. That was number two. I had another third disclaimer, but I forget it now. I have no idea. Because now I'm drinking my third drink. Yeah. Watered down tequila. Watered down tequila. Ready Gotta to love go. it. Gotta love it. Okay. So I have Kellyanne on. Can you give a little synopsis? I'm surprised you haven't been on the podcast. I Well, it's so such far. an honor. I've known you for what? Two or three years. Yeah. We'll get into that for yeah, sure. Because yeah, yeah. I want to. That's like. Let's start with. 
Do you Introduce want me to do yourself. official intro? Yeah, yeah. Official intro. Okay. My name is Kellyanne Sewell. Mm-hmm. I don't know why sometimes saying my last name is a little hard. <laughs> it is really hard. Sewell, yeah. Well, it's like my name is obviously Peyton. But Sarton. I say Peyton. Oh. But like if you're yelling, try to yell Peyton. Peyton. <laughs> it's Peyton. 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 Yeah. Do you or like that? Peyton. Or? Yeah. Yeah. I Well, I discovered that in softball. Like I used to play softball in high school. Me too. Oh, well, I- and like they would yell your name and you're like, they're like pay 10, pay, pay, I don't People know. People were struggling. They were struggling so bad. Yes. Anyway. So Kelly Sewell. and Sewell. Hi. <laughs> I am um, a makeup artist, a content creator. I own a business called Makeup by Kellyanne, which we now have an app. And yeah, I live in New York City. And we met two or three years ago when I mm-hmm. still worked at Oracle in sales full time. And I was kind of like the beginning of my career. I was traveling around trying to gain clients. And I know we'll talk about that later, but yeah, that's yeah. when I think I obviously Instagram stalked you, DM'd you 50 million times. and was like, I want to do your well, makeup. Well, you're a Texan. Like, that's yes, the thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's our common denominator yeah, is being yeah. from Texas. But yeah, now I live in New York City. I grew up in Texas my entire life and I'm here. We're thriving. We love the city. We're thriving. Yeah. You are fucking And I'm happy to be it. here. Seriously. Thank you for having me on. It really is oh, such an honor. Thank you for and, coming. Yeah. Thank you for coming. We we it took us a little bit to like work this out because mm-hmm. I feel like every time I'm in town, you're out of town. It's a whole thing. Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, like ch- just changing schedules. Yes, a lot. But the last time we were together, we had an interesting time. We did have an interesting time. But then the time before that, we did your um, what was it called, Birdie Co. Bird Life. Bird Life. Another Houston-based company. Actually. Okay, shout yeah. out Bird Life. Bird Life. Yeah. With your collab, we did the makeup that. for that. So we've done makeup twice. Twice together. I don't need to do it again. But we've only hung out three times. So this is like our fourth. Right. <laughs> but also I feel like I know you. Wait, no, no. You went to dinner with my family. Why am I forgetting this huge core memory? Okay, so okay, let, we'll just go Wait. back. Okay, we'll go back. We'll go back. Okay, so when I first met Kellyanne, she was working at Oracle. You were yes. living in Austin still. Yep. And you went to UC. Mm-hmm. So that makes it, you're a Houston girl. Yeah. Suburbs of Houston. Kingwood. Kingwood. Which people, I only say that because people from Houston are like, it's yeah, not. All my friends from Houston are like, that's not Houston. Exactly. Obviously. So I don't say Houston. I'm not like in the But loop, I'm like that whatever. with Fort Worth. If someone's yes. like, I'm from Fort Worth and I'm like, where are you from? They're like, Alito. I'm like, that's not Fort Worth. Yes. There's some, I, I get it. Yes. I get it. Exactly. But anyway, you went to UT and I remember, so this is a, there's, you know, some memories in your life that are just like, not even slow motion, but like, like you, I just remember them. Like, this is yeah. an important point in my life. And it was the fact that you reached out via Instagram and you were like, let's kind of do your makeup. Let's do this. You came over to my apartment in downtown LA yeah. a couple of years ago. You were working at Oracle and you were like, I just want to do makeup full time. I'm very passionate about makeup. And Kellyanne doesn't even remember this like specifically, yeah. like, but it was a moment in my life where I was like, I was connecting with a Texan. So I was like, I remember this. And you were like, I don't know what to do though, because like quitting your job is a big fucking deal. It's a huge risk. It's a huge risk. And you were like, I don't like, I'm trying to get clients so mm-hmm. I can quit my job, but yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. And you, you were very unsure. Yeah. But you did my makeup and it was so fucking good. And we just talked and talked and talked. And there's also not a lot of Texans. There are some, but not a lot of Texas, like homegrown Texas girls who ended up doing what we're doing right now. Yes. Especially living in LA or New York. Yeah. That's why I always, I think from the beginning of following you, because I'm trying to, we were talking about this at drinks before, because I'm like, my life in the past years, I feel like has been put into a shaker and has been like shaken up. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like floating around, like 
trying to navigate it all. And so I try to think back to these specific points. And I was definitely journaling, but I can't remember the exact point. So it was really interesting hearing your perspective. Yeah. Because you were like, no, you were really on the fence. And it took me back to that time period. And COVID had just happened. We were in the middle of lockdown yeah. or maybe a few months out, whatever. But it was like a few months after. So I moved downtown when I was, it was like March, 2020. Yes. All like everything shut down in LA at least or in California. And then- Let's see. I moved in in like June. Okay. Downtown. Because I think I came in July. Yeah. Yeah. You were like really quick. Yeah. So after I moved. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense though, because I was working at Oracle full time doing tech sales and I had danced my entire life. I don't know if we've talked about this backstory. So if uh-huh. it's annoying, just tell me. To no, no, up. but please, please explain. I started dancing when I was three uh-huh. and from three to 20. When do you graduate college? How old are you? 22? 22. 22. Yeah. From three to 21, I danced mm-hmm. my entire life. So that was like my creative expression. Did if you dance at Texas? Yeah, I was okay. on the pump team. No idea. But I didn't know that. Only for one year. Mm-hmm. And then this is also something that I've never talked about um, publicly. And like, I'm still very selective about the way I want to go about it. But yeah, yeah. basically, I didn't make it back because of the way I looked mm-hmm. in uniform, mm-hmm. which is like a whole whole thing thing yeah yeah and we, we won't we can unpack get it yes later. but yeah that was kind of the first we've never talked about this either but like mm. talk about like hardships or failures like I came from a time period of I danced my entire life you really worked for what you had like it didn't matter your shape or size growing up like if you put in hard work dancing like you got what you deserved if that yeah, makes yeah. sense and it was about talent it wasn't about looks and I realized being at a college is it's very different. Like it's you're in uniform and you're representing a university. Like there's definitely different. What's the word like standards versus mm-hmm. just competitive dancing. But yeah, it's, that was the first time I felt like a blow of like getting fired from a job. Similarly, yeah. it was like I didn't make back the team. So that was kind of like a jab in college. But then I picked it back up, danced for two more years and then I graduated. Okay. Shout out Rastabouts. I did like hip hop dance was so fun. Oh my God. But I graduated uh-huh. and I did advertising in college. So that was still a little creative. But when I finished my degree, I just went straight into sales, which I think is an amazing career to start in. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. For me, this has been a constant theme throughout my 20s. I feel like... <laughs> I'm just all over the place. You're constantly changing at this time of our lives. So you don't necessarily always even know what you want. And things can get really confusing when you can't, you know, come back to center and center yourself. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or really anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement which is so huge. Just waking up every morning and like kind of knowing the direction you're going in is so key, obviously. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And y'all remember the first episode I did of this year, 2023, where I was like getting really clear on my personal values and trying to align with them this year. So this has been just such a theme, not only throughout my 20s, like I said, but in this last half a year, six months in general. So I have been through therapy quite a lot. Um, I started therapy back when I was 19. I was in college. I was just kind of in a bad place. And it has helped me tremendously to talk to someone about my life and again, kind of be able to align myself and with my own values and really get down to what those values are. It's really helpful to learn positive coping skills and 
teach you how to set boundaries, which will empower you to be the best version of yourself. It's not just for people who have experienced major trauma. Really, therapy is for anybody. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. This is huge because finding your therapist can sometimes be like dating. Like you just want there to be a good vibe there. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash note to self today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash note to self. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. How has everyone on earth worked at Oracle? Well, because it's like... It's huge. It's it's a huge yeah. company. It's truly... I had such a positive experience. Mm-hmm. It is exactly what you think it is, though. It's like college 2.0. It's so fun, though, to transition well, from college to that. Like, yeah. you're making money. You're meeting so many new people. Like, they recruit so heavily from all of just, like, the major the colleges. Schools, yes. Yeah. And so you're in a new city, Austin, too, which is, like, so fun to be in as a young adult. Especially, like back then because now it's now it's a different Austin than it was then but like so I had a friend on her name's Maggie Sellers she came on she's in venture capital she's like amazing you should definitely follow her on TikTok but she was talking about how she worked in sales and she was like I think everyone should have to work in sales yeah she was like it teaches you so much it does and I think you make out of it what you want like did I did I sit in that sales job every day and be like this is my goal I want to live here forever no but did I see the beauty of being in it absolutely you learn professionalism you Mm -hmm. learn how to like work on a larger scale team and collaborate you learn rejection you learn rejection you yeah absolutely every single day you're cold calling like 50 cold calls a day that's what she was saying she was like yeah I I go for anything now because I'm like I'm cool with rejection like it's fine. yes yes yeah and it taught me a lot but at the same time <laughs> everyone was partying everyone was dating like it yeah, was yeah. like very fun like yeah. we were that's how I met Landon so I always am like that's so many of my friends who worked at Oracle met their significant yes. other at, at Oracle yes so <laughs> yeah, all that to say yeah yeah I was working there but I just feel like I had this huge creative bone and if there's any other creatives out there I know you feel this way like if mm. that bone is not being flexed you search for another medium to fulfill it yeah yeah And so COVID happens. Actually, pre-COVID, I just remember driving home from work one day. I was like 45 minutes in traffic. And I was like, oh, I hate this. And I was like, I'm going to go home and start a makeup Instagram. And I don't know why. I don't know who I thought I was like was or what I was doing. The thing is, you didn't think you were. Exactly. You just do. You just do it. And so that's how I started the blog. I started one night, like 3 a.m., bought like a WordPress.com, like free website. And I just started a blog. But what was, why did you do it? Like, you know what it was is I had read The Skinny Confidential for such a long time. And yeah. I was like, we have a very similar tone. She's always like my big sister that she did not know in the space. Obviously now it's crazy, crazy. Full, full circle with Dear Media. So um, cool. I did the Dear Media in Real Life event and my mom was my plus one. And like the first, like the, we did like a welcome event like on a Thursday and we went to a Tacova store in Austin Cute. on South, yeah, Congress. South Congress. We went in there and 
my mom saw Lauren and my mom was like, so I've been in this world for a while, but my parents don't visit like California. Like we are very Texas. Yeah. And I think I, I don't really talk about this on the podcast enough. Like my family is so Texas. Like yeah. my grandparents, my grandpa doesn't fly. So like as my best friend. parents seem adorable. They're adorable. Like from your stories and your dog, like your That's, dog's there. Yeah. My dog I'm lives like, I want to live on the land. <laughs> they live on all the land. Yes. They bought my dog. Actually, I didn't tell you this. He, so my grandparents are, they're actually from Louisiana and they moved over to Texas. Like after college, my grandma was the first date my grandpa ever went on. Stop. He had like a rough life kind of, but his dad actually played major league baseball. He had a rough life though, <laughs> despite that. And then my grandparents met at Louisiana tech university. And that was my grandpa's first date was my grandma because he played four sports in college to get himself through college. Wow. The guy literally is like a genius. Yeah. Anyways, he's a petroleum engineer. He's like, graduated was killing it they moved to texas so they have a couple different places that they live throughout the year depending on the weather so like they'll like that's a flex and they're always on land i'm like y'all are like fucking killing it. yeah i want that but they're also like texans to the point where like okay so they're on like one of their ranches right and i look i'm like i wake up in the morning i always stay with them when i go home yeah usually. it looks magical so i like i'll wake up there and my grandparents are in their seven or now early 80s building oh. a shed in the backyard <laughs> I'm like, because they can. <laughs> why are you not hiring someone to do this? They're like, no, we can do it. Yeah. Like when the freeze happened in Texas, they, my gra- I called my grandma like multiple times because I talked to her all the time and we have a group text. So obviously we're, 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 t- we're vibing. And she was like, it's actually not that bad. We just got, the, we have the heaters, like the uh, fireplaces going, but these are people who can like, when I tell you, survive, they can survive off the land. Yes. Like they could like take a chicken and like cut it up the proper way, defeather it. And like, do you know literally how lucky you are it. though to have grandparents? Like that's something you I are wish. so close. Like we are yeah. like, those are my parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like my, those are my people. Like when I first started blogging, I have a, I have a text from my grandpa framed because he was the only one who knew what I was doing because he, him and I are very similar. Yeah. And when he first started his, his company is an oil company. When he first started it, it was Houston. Yeah, right. Houston oil, but they're yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. Yeah. Yeah. We, he, when he started that company, he had the same, it was the same kind of like how we're going to talk about today. Like you jump off a cliff a little bit and you're like, am I, he had a great job before with like, like an Exxon or something, Yeah, you know? And then he ended up breaking off and was like, I can make more money on my own because I'm entrepreneurial and I don't like to have a boss, but jumping off that cliff is really hard. And especially if you have a good fucking job before. Yeah. So he he texted me when I moved out to L.A. and was like, listen, this reminds me the influencer thing. He just he has no idea. He, they don't have a Wi-Fi. <laughs> he doesn't know. What they have no idea no, what's going but he's on. He's like, you have a passion. And he's he's like, doing well, it. And that's he what... goes, this reminds me of an old time oil rush. You have to be there to get a piece of the pie when I first moved to L.A. And I, I have that text framed. Yeah, that's in my office. That's amazing. Because I'm like, why does this 80 year old man with no Wi-Fi? understand get it more exactly than like, yes. my, my, my mom or my, or my dad yes or get it more than some of your friends like all my friends it. yeah everyone's like what's <laughs> yeah. going on my grandpa's like oh Peyton <laughs> it's fine like you know when you're you when you were blogging it. at AM, were your friends like what is she doing so I didn't tell anyone you were like I, it was a secret it was a secret <laughs> so what would you then, go home and I'd be like <laughs> no I know I, I would like go make like a meatball recipe and be like photographing it and then my friend my amazing friend Sarah Scarby I fucking love her so much she is the, I've always had like the best friends ever. Like I feel like yes. very blessed, but she found the blog through something. Like maybe it was a pen that I pinned or something. And she saw it and she was like, Excuse this me? is amazing. Yeah. I love it. So she posted on her Facebook. And at the time, Facebook was like huge. And I was like, 
Holy fuck. Facebook was everything. Yes. And so I had to either stop doing the blog or own it. Yeah. And then it forced me to own it. And I don't well, think Sarah, she, she doesn't even know like it took such a toll. But well, anyway. I did the exact opposite of you. Like mm-hmm. I, but in the same way of, I was a little, I wasn't embarrassed actually. Looking back and maybe are you, whenever you kept it secret, are you saying that, were you embarrassed of it or why were you keeping it secretive? Because- I was embarrassed also. So I had at the point or at that time, I knew that I wasn't going to pursue the degree that I was getting. Like at I knew A&M. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't go- going to do anything with that degree. That was a political science degree. I was pre-law. So I had my political science and like sociology minor going on. Yeah. Which I, I finished yeah. it, but I knew it wasn't going to be for me. So I ended up starting a blog to get an internship in Los Angeles. That was the goal. Got it. And then once I got the internship, I had people starting to send me free products. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this little world? What is happening? Yeah, yeah. And then six months in, I got the internship in LA. So I lived in LA for four months, like one semester. Yeah. And I realized people at that time, like girls, there was like a girl named Kara Firagni. I don't know if you know her. Yes. She was making like 5 million a year at the time. And I was like, one of the OGs. what the fuck is going yeah. on here? So I worked at for Love and Lemons. I was interning there. Oh, okay. And we wouldn't pay girls up for Love and Lemons, but I, I was aware of the world out in LA. And I, LA was just so ahead, obviously a fucking college station, yes, Texas, yes, but anywhere in yes. Texas, really. And I saw that on the back end and I was like, wait, this is a real job. Yeah. And so I went back to AM for my senior year and That's I so was cool. like the blogger and everyone was like, she's so weird. People were like sending obviously my content back and forth, especially when you first start anything. And we'll talk about this. Yes. We can talk about it right now. Let's, yeah, let's get into yeah. it. When you first start anything, it's not great. Yeah. You do no. your best. No. But like, you're always going to be embarrassed of your first stuff. So like, I'm, I'm embarrassed of my first stuff. And I was also starting in college station, Texas yes. at a big Texas state school. No one knew what bloggers were like I had barely just seen Instagram like I wasn't an Instagram person before I was an influencer like I didn't pay attention to likes and follows like it just didn't compute in my head like why it mattered yeah it wasn't our world we were living in we were living in college yeah Yeah. I was like my my world was (laughs) teeny tiny yeah Yeah. (laughs) I like I was worried about like the fuck boy I was dealing with in college so when I started it I just didn't there was like a I had a personal account and then I had my blog account and the blog account was very analytical numbers. Like, you know, I love numbers. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, very, like, we're like, she loves data. <laughs> I love data. I have my aura ring on. That's how yeah. we talked about it. Yeah. Aura ring. I love data. And so I was like going, I was writing on the blog and whatever. All these, all these things were happening. That's how I started. I started it. My point with all of this was it was started on a whim. Like there yes. is something that happens. You think about something for a little while. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger. Yes. And that's and what you have. That's the experience you had. Sometimes there's like not a lot of reasoning to it either. It's just something mm-hmm. like I honestly think it was me sitting in traffic, hating my job. Like I would leave every day. Once again, I was learning a lot of great skills, but I was not fulfilled. And I think finally I realized I'm like, I'm just going to do something about it. Well, because maybe you, you can ma- either you yes. can either sit and wallow uh-huh. in the shit that you're not the shit hand that you're dealt, but just you can sit and wallow in the way you feel or you can do something about it. And I think mm-hmm. at some point you just decide. And so I went home, started my Instagram. And I remember I went and followed all my best friends and my mom. And I think I followed uh-huh. seven people and then they followed me back. And I was like, yeah, nice. like, <laughs> yeah, this is like, but from there for the next year or so, it was purely just, I don't even know year. I can't remember a timeline of any of this, but it was, it was just me sharing fun stuff. Like I would order, I remember I placed an order for like $40 worth of ColourPop at the time. And that was like a lot for me. Like, yeah. I mean, also ColourPop is really well we priced. We still love ColourPop. Yeah. I is. love ColourPop. Yeah, same. Yeah. But I like, I remember being like, I'm going to do a full ColourPop haul. And And 
ordering it, getting it in, just being like, hi guys, like these are my lip glosses. I would do like Kim K recreations, but I don't know what it was about it. Like somehow people would come, but Mm -hmm. I also think I did something very strategic, which I've talked about before. And I'm curious your thoughts on this process. Back whenever I started this Instagram, and it's actually crazy because I have old printed out pictures that I hung up in my bedroom of people's work that I loved. And those people being Britt Sully, Emma Willis, Melissa Herkman, which these are people now that I've connected with. These are your peers. Which which is crazy full circle. I would have their work printed out. And I remember being like, that's the vibe I love. Like, that's the makeup I try to like use as my inspiration. So in my head, I was like, I'm going to go in and follow everyone that follows them. Okay. And I was like, because if I can put out content that's similar to these people's style, they might want to stick around. This is a good tip. This is a good tip. And I think, don't get me wrong. It absolutely screws your... What do people care about ratios? Like it screwed my ratio. I went and followed every single person through their following because I was like, maybe they'll like my stuff. And I still have people till this day that are like, the way I found you was I got a random follow by a makeup XKA and they were like, who is this girl? And so they clicked in and they were like, I liked the stuff you're putting out. So I just kept following. Okay. Like, which I think is a really interesting tip. Obviously I had to go back and unfollow like a big majority down the road because it was like just a a numbers game. But it, I think at the time, that's how I got a few like eyes on me. And then it was just doing stuff that made me happy. But well, also from an outsider perspective who know, like I've been in this whole world for a yeah. while and there's different kinds of influencers, right? Like there's some people who are like, you have the YouTubers who are more clickbaity. We're like, yes. they're going to do things for the story. Of course. Um, I am not that person and I'm fine with it. Like that's people how you who grow really you fast. Know you they and know they're invested me. in your yes. core. It's a very, not, yeah. I wouldn't say small anymore, but it is a very robust, smaller following that I should have for being in the industry so long. Well, it's you know a long term I mean? play. Yes. But that's why. And now I, I, I there have been moments in, in my career so far where I've been like, did I do the right thing? Because everyone's growing so much faster than me and all this stuff. And lately, the influencers like kind of world as of late has adapted to be what I have started as which is like very straightforward, not a lot of frills. Yeah, like realizing that they have to put the veil down and be themselves or else. I also just think there's... But you can't hide behind aesthetics as much anymore. Yes. You know? Yes. And I think like... Yeah, I mean, listen, I've always been like, I would rather have four quality followers who like like me for me. Like the expectation is not fraud. The Uh expectation is like in the sense of they're not expecting anything but me because that's what I've given them and that's what they like. And I'd rather create content for those five people than try Mm -hmm. to appeal to the masses. Yes. Like I just that's not appealing to me because I don't I don't want to be something for other people. I just want to be myself. And if people like vibe with it. I'm like, cool. Like that sounds good. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I'm like, I'm just trying to live my life and be a good friend and a good girlfriend yeah. and have a fun life. Like, you know what I mean? I also think that like, so to continue on what, what I was saying, well, also I, I thought about my third disclaimer. What was it? My right nostril. Has it cleared? Can, has not cleared. Uh, you I thought the tequila little... would clear it. You hear that? Yeah, no, we, we hear Horrible. it. <laughs> <laughs> can't breathe out of that one. <laughs> can't even blow out out of, out of it. That That's was my okay. I'm sure the tequila is not helping. The tequila is helping oh, so okay. much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as a person who I feel like I'm pretty authentic on the internet. and You are. And I, I share a lot of information because I don't care. Like, I yes. just don't judge myself, so I share the information I need yeah, to share. Yeah, you're great at that. Um, you do a really good job of that. Your stories you. very nice. are... 
are so involved. Like it's just you. Yes. Like you're not using a lot of filters. There's not a lot. And the filter thing, like to each their own. Use a filter. I don't give a fuck. We actually were just talking about this. I was talking about this last night with a friend who was like, one of the, her girlfriends keeps getting in trouble for using Facetune or like filters. And I'm like, listen, I didn't know this was still happening. I know. Well, first of all, they're using it. Also, I'm like, I don't know why anyone's offended because if you've been on the internet long enough, you're smart. I'm smart. I don't get on the internet and see people and be like, oh, I'm so much lesser than because this perfect no, person's no, perfect. I'm no, like, no. I know the fourth wall. Yes. I know what no, they're doing. I, is this is fake. I had a conversation actually with like three close friends the other day. It was my boyfriend and then a couple and the guy, their best friends and uh-huh. it's his wife. And we were sitting there and Landon, even my own boyfriend, he's like, I have to limit social media sometimes because it's a very like comparative thing for him. Like he's yeah. like, I don't like seeing someone who's like richer than I am, more successful than I, all this stuff. I don't, if you use it, it as a job, fades me. No. And I told them I was sitting down. We were having breakfast, like completely sober, just having like a normal breakfast. And they were all like, yeah, like sharing their like things about social media that really upset them and get to them. And don't get me wrong. Social media is a very interesting place to be a creator. You get there's plenty of things that you feel. But, but I told them when I, it's your job. It's a different thing yes. than social. Like I if you to- use it socially. I told them I was like, I wish that I could give you guys the perspective that I have and not even just being a content creator, being a makeup artist and mm-hmm. being in the service industry and working with a lot of people that people put on pedestals and not for wrong reasons. I'm just saying people put creators, whoever on pedestals and, and they it could don't, be any pedestal like personality looks whatever it is and I'm like y'all I just am so thankful for the perspective that I've had meeting all of the people that I have in the past year because it brings me back to a very calming place of like everyone's a person everyone's struggling everyone's a normal human being and I don't I don't go online and feel comparative because to your point I look at things I'm like Facetune, yeah, whatever, and I'm just like that's fine like I I wouldn't trade everything in my life to have theirs like I like my life it's fine like Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about that. And it's interesting because I think when you're not so involved in it and when you are just a consumer, like it's really easy to fall in the trap. Yes. Because you can't see it as clearly as we yes. can. And I'm like, no, that's it's fake. And like, at the same time, I see people like there are so many girls who get eviscerated on Reddit. I won't say any names, but like for face tuning. And I'm like, I actually don't even I'm not even mad at them for face tuning. Wait, do you go on Reddit? I will not do it after my breakup. Wait, but what? Okay, I actually have such an intense like question about this. Why do people yeah. Reddit themselves? Like, why well, like, do you they go, on, go on Reddit? No, why do you, what? Like, would you go on and and search yourself? And is it because you want to know what like people are saying? Oh, yeah. So I was a like I had MySpace. Have you ever had MySpace? Bitch. I was I a MySpace. MySpace truth box. Truth boxer. Truth box. Truth box. Life. So here's the thing. I love that stuff. I love see, I criticism, and I want to know what I'm doing, and I want to see because like. For me, I don't know if it's like a thing that I have with like, there's a, most people might have this. Do you have, there's a disconnect with who I am in my head and how I portray myself. And I don't know how people take me. So like, even in high school, I had the truth box on there and I'm like, I want to know, like, You're especially savage. the bad stuff. I just also have thick skin. I grew up, I was yeah, a model I since I was 10. <laughs> I modeled from 10 years old to like 15. The first time someone told me that I was too fat to model, I was probably 14 years old and I was 85 pounds like it was like my same height but 85 pounds but like I I am we talked about like my growing up period like yeah. I just have very thick skin yeah and so when someone do. was like you're the first you're born. too big yeah like you're too big for this I'm like bitch I'm not like I literally look 
I know what I look like. Does it like fuel you in a good way or does it? No, it it doesn't fuel me or not fuel me. It's just like, I want to know. I'm very interested in how I'm being perceived. Yeah. Because if you are you, you don't understand how people are perceiving you. A hundred percent. Because perception is reality. Yes. And you want to know, because again, my reality is different. Like how I perceive myself is different how other people do. So I had the truth box on there and I don't do back things that are space. <laughs> back to my space. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Um, but also like the New York girls get like slandered on on Reddit. I've noticed, but it's not on purpose that I don't take any specific stands because I think I'm very specific about the things that I say. But I also like I don't think I do things that are that exciting to be like on Reddit. You know what yeah. I mean? So most people are nice to me on Reddit. And yeah. we've talked about this on the podcast before. We're like, I have a notoriously kind Reddit presence. Oh, that's nice. But the breakup when that happened, people were trying to speculate if we were broken up. And then they were talking about like who he, my ex was following after we broke up. So that's how they found out we broke up is because he was following <laughs> girls. Yeah. And they knew like girls were like, I think they're broken up because Peyton wouldn't date someone who was like following a bunch of yeah. girls. Because that's a thing that I've talked about on the podcast before. That so whole they world knew. scares me. They knew that. And I had to stop going. I I did not ever check Reddit again, but I did make my friends check. And I was like, don't say anything that's going to hurt my feelings regarding my ex. Yeah. But like, tell me. It's a good place for constructive criticism. But like, OK, I agree. But at the same time, I'm like, I would rather turn to my team, turn to people who know me for yeah. constructive criticism. I don't think anyone on there is legitimately giving. But the thing is, they're too close and they know you too well. No, I no, want but, to see. But that's, a, but that's, I think about hiring. Like you yeah. got to hire people who are going to debate your points. Like, yes, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's really interesting because I see a lot of people that I know get very wrapped up in yeah, yeah. Reddit or the way people think about them. And I'm like, you guys, like, that's not life. Like, I'm like, so life- I have a way of like, I understand these people don't actually know me. Yeah. So I don't actually get offended, but I do like to see how I'm projecting myself. Absolutely. Into I get that. the universe. I'm too you know? weak to know those things. And <laughs> I also no. am like, there's nothing I'm doing that's relevant enough for anyone to ever talk. So that's what me, I love so. about myself. Like, I, this is what I love about myself. I'm not, I'm relevant enough to make money doing what I do. Yes. But I'm not too relevant to where people are really constantly yapping. I'm not getting canceled. Yes. You know what I mean? Also, like, I tried my best to, like, be a good person and, like, of not course. say and do things that would get me canceled. But, like, I just, no one cares enough. Yeah. But there are some people that people lit- care about so much. No, it scares me. I've truly never been, like, I also have just never used, and not that we have to, like, harp on Reddit, because I feel like the more we talk about Reddit, the more people go on Reddit. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. No, it is. Yeah. I, but I have friends, like, I... One of my best friends like will go on Reddit literally for like recipes and stuff like that. And that, yeah. I've never used it. I don't know about it. So like so there's a lot of like alien stuff on there. Yeah, which I know is <laughs> maybe I should go on because like I'm new to this whole. Well, no, so kidding. one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is Two Hot Takes and oh. they she does like Reddit stories. So yes. she like scours Reddit for stories. And I actually no, I think it's a soon. very it's supposed to be like an educational forum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there's like snark or snark. snarky stuff snarky. Yeah, happening. Yeah. I just know myself that would like derail me. Yeah. And it's not that I'm I'm okay with once again, back to our point, I think we're trying to say the same thing. Like we're both good with constructive criticism and feedback and stuff. I it would just hurt my feelings too much to hear it from people who like, I don't know, just don't know me. Like, I don't want to hear. Well, you have that instinctive response of like. They'll say People say outlandish things to the point yeah, where like, everyone's trying to get an and they want like a the, thumbs up thing. Like ever, I don't or, know if there's like a Reddit. Like, but is it not of, like TikTok where like the good comments go up or something? Or but like, like most of it's anonymous. So oh, like, okay. Well, okay, okay. Even I, when you said Reddit yourself, this is a new thing I've learned. 
actually very recently, so the past couple of weeks. It's kind of like we were talking about the hair or the lips things. Like people are really quick to be like, I want influencers to have fake hair. Like you're lying yeah. about your hair. It's not, it's, it's really extensions and you're lying. And like we caught her in a lie. Yes. So there's, we were talking about how like people are always trying to catch influencers in lies. Not, which Always, think, but it happens enough to your where you're like, why are you trying to catch me on this? I I'm think not it even stems lying. though from influencers doing like overexposure when it comes to ads because, and stuff like that. Well, here's the thing: some influencers do a lot of weirdly fake stuff, and they say this isn't fake. Yes, the craziest <laughs> place. It's like, yes, so which, I understand where they're yes, coming from. You know I, what I think mean? it's that where it's like, and once again, I I'm sure you feel the same way. I at the end of the day am a consumer. Before I was an influencer, and which I, for the record, I like to say that I'm a makeup artist. Yeah. Like, before I am a con- or an influencer or a content creator. Like, that's my... Well, you're a skill-based influencer. Yes. Yeah. And not... Okay, whatever. I'm not even... We can cut that out, but... No, you're a skill-based influencer. Okay. You have an actual skill in this life. <laughs> but I think that, yeah, I'm a consumer at the end of the day. Like, I consume things and I see certain people, like, being in what I think may be, like, too pushy or doing whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this feels... Wrong. So I understand why, I guess, consumers would cling to this idea of like trying to find the lie, like trying yeah. to be like, but, Catch someone in a lie. but the weird thing to me is the extension stuff and like yeah. the work done stuff. The work done. I know you get commented on your lips 24 seven all the time. I get commented on my lip. People are like, you have filler. I'm like, I don't have filler. I like Listen, to overline. I tell you. Honestly, also, if, if you downloaded my app, you could learn. Like, I'm like, yes, learn how to line your lips. Like you, well, you can, whatever. But the thing is, it's my point in bringing that up was like, it was, Okay, so we were talking well, about drinks. We were talking about drinks about this, and I was like, okay, so I um, this goes along with what I was about to say about the Reddit thing. I was talking to Kelly, and I'm like, listen, when I say my lips are real, people are like, you're lying, and I get a lot of DMs about that. And then I'm like, here's a baby photo of me because it's this is the truth. Also, why would I fucking lie if I want free lip filler? You have to say it so you can partner with the people well, to like sure. get the free lip filler. Anyway. So I would, I'll say like, no, these, these are my lips. And I had a girl DM me and be like, but you can edit your baby photos. And I was like, <laughs> like what world are we living in? I'm like, wait, you get a screen grab of like your mom being like, this is your baby picture. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, like what? what can I do to prove? <laughs> Let me put it on like the face app. No, literally. I'm going to put bigger lips on my fucking baby photo. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, so I recently learned it's similar to that, that people go and they make a Reddit account and then they talk about themselves on reddit either like, good like or bad in order, in order like a pr thing and it's giving editing your baby photos <laughs> that <laughs> like, was my me, whole like bring to around. me that's it's giving narcissist i'm sorry that also like oh my imagine having enough time for no, yourself that's what I'm, saying. I'm like i genuinely once again i feel like i'm so aloof to that world that i'm like that's gnarly Wait, to me like gnarly but also genius like when someone said you could edit your baby photos i don't know why i thought i was a smart person i'm like wait you could are these people doing you can it? rewrite history like, if you oh really God, want you to you can do your own reddit oh my god i didn't okay, even think about that once again like you have so much on your plate like we don't have time for that also i'm we naive i'm yes. so naive to the yes. point that people do that and there's so much other like call a phone a friend go talk to a friend go talk to a family touch member grass. Then touch grass <laughs> go ground yourself like you don't need to be making your own reddit and i don't even know what that looks like but that scares me no i heard that recently they were like I heard I talked to a girl who like knows of a girl who does this and she was like, yeah, she's she goes on her own Reddit and will like say things that are like weirdly neutral. Like they think about it a lot. I'm like, this is so I deleted the Reddit app through the breakup because I didn't know need to know who he was following all these things. Of course. You Which also that was a speculation piece. thing. Like people were like, 
maybe he's act, he's acting sketchy and they're still together and then they broke up. No, we broke up and then he was. Do you talk about being, it on here? I haven't really talked about it a ton because like one, I was very emotional about it. And two, First, I and do want to like protect yeah. people that I love in this life. Yeah. So like, I'm not like, I, I said this in a couple episodes ago. I was like, imagine if I got on a mic and was like, here's my ex's deepest, darkest secrets. He did not sign up to be an influencer. These are no. his biggest flaws or, you know, whatever. Like we, but we also didn't have a toxic relationship. No, of before. course. So it's like, it was a very, but this is also your podcast. Like you can decide whatever you want to, I can like, do whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. But so also I I'm very you. transparent about most things, but only about myself. Like yeah, if it, if it, it involves applies him. to someone else, like that's just rude. Yeah. I Unless agree. they want to be involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, so what I wanted to talk to you about mostly is, <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is, everyone pause. Reddit. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, Reddit. <laughs> Let's go back to Reddit. No, what I wanted to talk to you about mostly was the idea. So because I've seen you, like, I feel like we've been friends for longer than we have or like more than we have, I well, guess. Well, you never talked about how you came and had dinner with my family when I moved in. So like, we're, yes. we got close fast. Yes. Well, I talked to your yes. dad for literally 10 years. Well. Scott love seems, him. Scott does that a lot. He's I so love good him. At it. You're yeah. the best. He, yeah. He's literally the best. If you're listening, sweetest you're the best. Though. Scott, we love you. We love you. <laughs> so, but I, I've seen you at these turning points of like, you did my makeup and you were like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yes. I do want to quit my job. And then the next time I saw you, you were moving to New York. Yeah. And you had quit your job and you were like, done all killing it enough yeah. to yeah. in order to move here. And then I saw you now. Is this no, the third time? No, we did the makeup. The makeup for my little Which, line. So I had been here and like I was still yes. like getting probably my feet under me because I think yeah, it yeah. was in. Well, you had just moved into your new place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then now. Yeah. So I've seen you at these like not pivotal points, but like I've seen you far enough apart where like there, there are big things happening in your life every single yeah. time. And so I get a lot of DMs about or like if I ask like a Q&A on Instagram, how do I start what I want to do? Like I want to be an yeah. influencer. I want to do this. I want to do this. How do I start it? And for me, when I was thinking about your episode and what I wanted to do, because usually I like reverse engineer the episode. So I think about the person I want to have on and then I'm like, what do they have to give the audience? Yeah. And knowing what my audience usually asks, I, I think it's a very interesting thing to look at your trajectory. Yeah. Based on how, what I've known you through and been like, what if you didn't start? What if you didn't go home that Which day? Which is crazy. And yeah. say, fuck it, I'm starting this makeup Instagram. Or what if I didn't come to LA and meet you and yes. a lot of the other girls that I worked with or so you have a lot of aspiring like entrepreneur like yeah, entrepreneurial people who want spirit. to do something and they're like how do I start and I'm like you just you have you, to just there's something start. if you really want to do something I had that same feeling that you had in the car whereas three in the morning I was a little delirious and I was like I'm just starting it yeah and I just you bought do. the domain and you just fucking it doesn't well, feel like anything special either no we talked all. about it too like I think something that's literally always rang in my head is the voice of Michael Bostick or Lauren Bostick and mm -hmm. probably both of them being like launch fast and adjust. Like yes. during COVID, I was listening to their podcast every single day, walking the two blocks around the apartment because that's all we could do. Yeah. And I was listening and I was just like, dang. And I had a little bit of a following at that time. Like I think maybe I had two or 3000 followers and mm -hmm. it was in the middle of COVID and I would go live every single Wednesday and it was purely just fun. I would go live for two hours and be like, now we contour, now we conceal. Mm -hmm. And I would talk to these seven people, but I felt so fueled by that. Like I was like, something good is here. Yeah. And what I've learned too about life or just kind of what I try to think about throughout everything, this goes from relationships to your career. Like we're just a bunch of humans like doing things and all you can do is do something and be like, 
did I like the way that made me feel or did I not like it? And if I do, keep doing it. Yes. And if you don't, adjust and find why. Well, find out why. Find- we spend so much time planning. Yes, it's like, we're living right whole- now. Yes. We have to do it now. Yes. And I actually have been thinking about that recently because I listened to a podcast that was like, life is an experiment. Yeah. And no every day you get up. doing it for the second time. We're doing it for the first time. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's, it's, it is crazy how many people, well, I did this too, where I, I waited and I waited and I waited. And then all of a sudden I got that itch like you did where I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to do yeah. it. And you need to get that itch immediately. Yeah. But I mean, start and adjust. There's also like a lot of different variables. Like, Obviously, I was in a place where I had a full time job and I could do this on the side. So I had an income yeah, yeah. that could support this. That absolutely your like, basic needs were kind of taken care of. Yes. Yeah. So and then I knowledge. moved home. So I had the luxury of being able to move home. My sweet parents let me come back. And I really I sat there and I was like, you guys, like if I give this one hundred and twenty percent, like I can blow it out of the water. I have no idea how I'm going to do it. I have no idea how I'm going to get out of a lot of credit card debt, mm-hmm. but I am so fiercely confident in myself that like I will figure it out. And I remember during this time period of COVID, I basically knew that I'd always wanted to move to New York and I knew I wanted to have a clientele base there. So I would mm-hmm. take these trips like I did to LA and like I did to Nashville and I would go to New York and I would pitch myself to influencers mm-hmm. there because I wanted- and you were still working full time. I was working full time. I yeah. was on the clock at Oracle. Like I was when I was in California, I remember waking up at 5 a.m. California time, Mm -hmm. working Oracle from like five to eight, like when they took their lunch break, going to do your makeup, Haley Ringo's people's makeup during lunch break, Mm -hmm. coming back, working Oracle full time and like then doing makeup at the end of the day, creating content and working till like midnight. And that was but to me, I was like, I've never felt more alive. Like so when I first started the blog, I was taking 18 hours of classes. Yes. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I would like, I would be in class on the blog. Yeah. Like coding stuff. Yeah, of course. Or, but you just, I was obsessed. So yeah. I couldn't stop. It, there is it a my level of obsession time. there. Yeah. But I think, I think sometimes maybe people, I think sometimes too, people see end goals and they're like, I want to do this. But in, in that moment, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was just once again, chasing this feeling of Same. like rightness. Same. And I think that's like, I still don't know. Ask me what I want to do in five years. I'm like, I, no I don't idea. know. I have a lot of goals, but well, I don't know where I'm going to be. The space has changed too. We're like, it's, it's changed so much in the last, I've been doing it for seven years now. Yeah. Wow. It's changed so much in the last three years yeah. of the seven that I'm like, I don't even fucking know. Yeah. But I also think it's getting, getting older as being like, I actually don't know. Yeah. Like when you're, when I was young, I was so sure of myself. Well, I think I feel the same way. And I'm realizing like, I feel like that sureness when you were younger is more related to me being like ignorant to the rest of like, do you feel very that naive. way? Yes. yes. I was very naive. And the more I become an adult and the more my eyes open, I'm like, now I have more clarity. But it's like, like we were talking about at drinks, like, cause we got drinks right before this, like I said, but we, there was a certain level also of the sureness was like a level of control that I had over my yes. life. And the older I get, the more I'm like, I'm actually really no- comfortable not being in full control. Cause yes. like, I know I can control myself. Yes. So I can control and I'm the confident outcome in myself. and I'm confident. Yes. We actually had a guy walk up to us, me and my friend Alex were walking around today. And this guy came up to us with a phone first and was like, Hey, excuse me. Hey girls, what makes you confident? And I'm like, fuck, I feel like we're going to see this. We're going to see this TikTok <laughs> for sure later. But I was like, also uh, the person to ask about this is me, a podcaster. I'm like, actually, <laughs> I pull out a mic out of my back pocket. Yeah, I'm like, mic. hey, actually, I said, meeting myself where I am right now and, and accepting my flaws or whatever and accepting where I am currently. Yeah. And Alex said something similar. And then we were both like, 
and also trusting ourselves. So the thing is, you can't trust, you don't know the outcome or you don't know the situation you're going to be in, but you I can trust, trust yourself. me. Yeah. And only like when it comes to starting a job like we have right now, yeah, it's, I think what you're kind of saying, what I'm deducing is like people want to control the outcome so much, but you can only control yourself. Yes. And what you're doing yeah. every single day, like consistently or whatever it may be. And I think sometimes people get, don't get me wrong. I think there's really something to having like an end goal because that's steering your efforts. Like it's really yes. nice to have, that's like your light post that you're going towards. But at the same time, you don't want to let that hold you back because it could be limiting. It could be limiting and yeah. it could be putting yourself into a direction that might not be the reality. Yes. And I don't also know. Also be able to change the end goal. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like you have to be adaptable. Yeah. Is the thing. And when I quit my job, like I had no idea what was going to happen. Okay, can you walk us through what that looked like for you? So I remember like seeing you before you quit your job. Yeah. And so, then, so that was probably summer. I think maybe six or seven months went by and I had just felt like this momentum brewing. Like I definitely was feeling it. And you were building up your Instagram through all of this. Yeah. And I had gone to LA and like, I feel like yeah. everyone too was like along for the ride, which was so cool. Like they mm -hmm. knew how much I'd follow you. And I remember literally posting a picture of the cup, that freaking cup. That yeah. You yeah that always, was, and people were like, pain sorry. <laughs> like it was just like, it was this cool feeling of like getting in front of people that I had followed and really admired from a for a mm. long time, like you and like people. And it happens. It's me with Lauren. I'm yes. like, oh my, this is exactly. my idol like, for a long time. Yes, and now yes, you're yes. in this, you're a peer. Exactly. Almost. And that was happening in this momentum. And yeah, I just, I, one day I like sat down and I was like, but there was a lot of back and forth. And then I think finally it was around my birthday and I was like, I'm ready. Like I'm turning, I think I was turning 26 and I was uh -huh. like, I'm ready to make the move. I'm ready to risk it all. Like, but also I will say at that point, and this I think is really important. I wasn't just, it wasn't like blind faith in the sense of there wasn't already some success brewing. Like I was- You had tested it I out. had tested the yeah. waters for about a year and a half. And at that point I was missing more opportunities with makeup because I had a full-time job yeah. than vice versa. Most most so, influencers will say this exact thing. Yes, like you always have to reach yeah. that point where the pendulum swings and you're like, all right, I got to dive head first. It wasn't like I came out of nowhere and was just like, I don't know, I'm going to try this thing out. Well, you tested on the side like we talked about. You were obsessed. Yeah. You you worked all your free time went into yes. this for yes. a long time. Exactly. And then it was and it working. Felt right. it, yeah, yeah. It were. It was working. There was momentum. And I was like, this is really fun. And I feel like I could be living out my like dream job. Like I will never forget sitting. And I have this pinch me moment every single time I meet with a brand. I remember sitting on an Oracle call, like a Zoom call. And I, I sat there and I journaled that day. I was like, I can't wait till the day that I'm on calls with brands of like makeup companies that I actually care about. Like mm -hmm. talking to like a COSAS or like something yeah, in yeah, my yeah. mind. I was talking to like higher ed at the time. And now I have calls obviously with brands all the time. All the time. Yeah. And there's even a part of it where you're like, oh, just another call. And then I'm like, this is so cool. And I also just encourage everyone to like, you have to celebrate. I know people are like, celebrate the small wins. But uh -huh. it is true. Like, unless you're staying grounded to those feelings of just gratitude and being like, I'm so proud of what I've created for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's easy to get lost in the sauce, but like, well, it's not even lost in the sauce in terms of like being a bad person. It's like not even allowing yourself the space to be like, whoa, I like actually have made it to a place that I really wanted to make it even just two years ago. Yeah. And, and I've made it for myself. Like yes. nothing is more empowering than creating your own reality. Mm -hmm. And that's why like I, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like I am living my literal like passion dream job out every single day. I don't day. think I would be, there's nothing else I want to do more. Same. 
truly there's nothing else. And, and there's things about our job that I well are sim- our jobs are similar, but like sure. that I fucking hate. For sure, there's always every job. That you don't it's a job. Like. Yeah. I also think that's another thing. People think your your life is just like all like roses and butterflies, yeah. and I'm like, no, actually, there's so many things about this job that I fucking hate. Yeah. But it's because it's a job. There's it's, good and bad. It's work everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. But you do have to remind yourself. I was actually talking to my friend Alex today. So Alex has been on the podcast. Her and I met probably six years ago. And she started a company called Bloggers Who Brunch. She's like, okay. it's a big marketing firm now. And when we first met, she had just started it. Her her boyfriend of the time, who's now her husband, gave her like his last $200 to like throw an event that she was trying to throw. Oh and like, epic. It was a whole thing. And we were sitting at lunch today and she's the CEO of Bloggers Who Brunch now. They work with Erewhon. They work with so at, cool. Liquid IV, like these huge companies. And she she's in charge of a huge team. And she makes a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And it's been, again, six years. So I'm sitting there and I, I like get a call from my management. They call me like a couple of times and I realize I'm supposed to be on a call right now with a brand. Like you're saying, like you're, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm getting on the audio, like zoom. I'm like, sorry, Alex, we're like in the middle of lunch talking about her recent European excursions. <laughs> and she's like texting her team and stuff like that. And I get off the call and she goes, do you ever think about where we were six years ago? Like Literally. we were getting coffee in the same setup, but we were just six years prior and when she was just starting out neither of us had a single dollar to her name no and now look at you too. and now like, we're like forgetting that i have a call about a cabo trip that i have to go on and like have yeah, to go on yeah even the the vocabulary i'm using no i know you forget that it's like something that you really wanted a long yeah. time ago and not even a long time ago i mean it's only been like a couple of years for you and you've yeah. grown i feel very like substantially yeah. yeah well one thing i was going to say earlier that i forgot about was your social media presence. The reason I love it is because you are naturally good on camera and I can tell you're not second guessing yourself. You just talk. Yeah. You're just like talking. I, I, I do feel that like, um, but I think that's from, I've always set the standard of like the imperfection vibe. Like I actually think that people who started maybe 10 years ago have a harder time opening up because they set the standard of perfectionism and now they're having to come down from that. Whereas I entered the market at imperfect imperfection. Yes. So like, I don't, I don't think it's weird me coming on with pimples and like talking about the hives on my neck because I'm like, that's how I like, it's not not a surprise. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, and then I'm like, but I also, I'm like, yeah, I like to glow up and here's how I like to do makeup and yeah. I'll talk about products and I wouldn't choose it any other way. Like, why would I want to live a life that's not me? You so know? I have so many girlfriends. So I feel like I'm in the middle of, I was younger for my like perfect fashion blogger, influencer uh-huh. friends. And then I'm older for like the Gen Z yes, people. Yes. And I've watched this all unfold. And I would say for me, I'm more, well, my content reflects it. It's, it's, I think you're, you do a great job. It's of kind of elevated. No, but you're yeah, elevated, but, not, but authentic. Yeah. There's, it's, it's, it really is right in the middle. Yeah. Actually, I never even thought about it like that before. But some of my friends who are a little older than me are having a really hard time adapting. Yeah. It's hard and going on, speaking on stories will not do YouTube. Podcasts is a whole nother thing. Well, I even get like when I film for my platform, like I've had people come on who are like, I've never been on camera without makeup. And I'm like, oh, sis, come yeah, yeah. on. Like, I'm like, Let's I got go. a burn on my face. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, yeah. like, and they're like, no, like I, I genuinely have never, this is very uncomfortable for me. And I just, it always hits me in that moment where it's like, if that's the reality you've created, that's the yeah. expectation that you've set for the community. And mm-hmm. I imagine too, that is a little anxiety inducing or whatever it Absolutely, is. Like, yeah. But yeah, Do you I ever think, think like your experience showing up on camera to whoever wants to see like raw and real has made you more confident. 
A hundred percent. So it has made me having my job. I used to be a little more quiet, like in real life. Yeah. Like with my family and friends, like they all know I've, I've always had opinions. I've always been very like aware of what I like, and what I don't like. But with people, I've always been very withdrawn and like very I isolate myself. Yeah. And when I started the whole influencing thing, owning yourself on the Internet, especially if you have to kind of brand yourself, you just have to decide to own it or not. And there's something and you have about to like double it. down though on yourself. You do. You have you to do. double down. It's like and you have to choose to. You can't waver. Yeah. It's like you are who you are, mm-hmm. and you yeah. And it's a it's an active choice. It's not like a. Yes. It wasn't something innate in me. I chose to do that, and I doubled down, and it made me like almost like mind fuck myself into being like this is who you are, and you're owning it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird confidence thing. No, and I think that this being living online for the past seven years has been the most freeing thing that's ever happened to me. I could not agree more. I was yeah. just having this conversation with someone else. Like I look back on the years that I worked at Oracle and it's not that I like, I think back on those times and I'm kind of like, you know, when you're just like Ugh, in your skin. Yeah, yeah. But like when I started makeup, like it was the first time that I felt like, and I think to some of my friends, my friends are literally the nicest, most supportive people in the world. They were yeah, like yeah. pop off queen. Like, and I'm sure they're like, it was the first time that I felt like I was like I found my truth within sharing myself. And I know that sounds cheesy and weird, yeah. but like I have never felt more true to me. Like I dress how I want to dress. I am who I want to be. And it's this it insane you. freeing feeling yeah. of confidence. And I forever will attribute that though to putting my life, like you said, out into the the public, I guess. And like- And having to own it. You, exactly. Especially but through any kind of- too. Yeah, you accept it's it. Well, here's the thing, like you're like, here's who I am right now. This is what's happening. And that's okay. And, and yeah. it's it's one of those things that like, maybe you don't believe it in the moment but when you put it out there, you're like, I'm choosing to own this. But I will and say it, too, like, I think you, I'm curious if you feel this way about podcasting because this mm-hmm. is a huge skill. Like, I feel the most confident though when I'm giving a skill to to people, when I'm uh-huh. teaching, when I'm leading. Like since I was little, I was leading in my dance team or whatever. Now I obviously teach and mm-hmm. I I never would have thought that I would have this like company where I teach educate like beauty yeah. education. Yeah. But I'm saying like, I think I've always fallen into these roles because like, I don't think influencing is what's given me confidence. I think it's having a craft and creating art and being so proud of what I've created. Mm-hmm. Like it's that, and I yeah. think I think influencing you actually can feel the exact same way. Like you are producing art and content, like like stuff that I create for a brand. Like I'm very proud of that work. But there's yeah. something about like the makeup side of it, and I don't know if I'm explaining it right. But that that you that you're proud craft, of, yeah, yeah, it yeah. makes me very proud, so and that's given me confidence. The way what I love, and I always say this about podcasting. I don't know if I've actually said this on a mic before, but every time I get on a mic, I almost tend to overshare. To the point where I'm like, it gives me this like weird high where I'm like, not should it's not again, not a cancelable offense where I'm like, oh no, like should I have said that because I'm going to get canceled? It's more like that was really scary to share. It's like imagine yeah. you're sitting down with your significant other and you're yeah. having a conversation that feels you're talking about your feelings. Like open and right, like very yeah. open. And so when I get on a mic, I have every time my goal is to have a little bit of that feeling and share that. something that makes me feel a little uncomfortable, almost like weightless. Yeah. To the point where I've gotten used to that feeling and I'm addicted to it. Yeah. So every time I get like on a mic, it. I'm like, let me just like share a little bit. And, then, and it happens like in conversation inching. and it happens yeah. in all these things. And of course, not everyone, you know, reads it well or accepts it well. But there is something about it that's always a little bit challenging. Yeah. And I think that for Note to Self, my biggest thing with Note to Self is 
what I've realized over the years after it's become what it has become yeah. is I want to, people to listen to this and walk away with a certain feeling. So like for this episode, my feeling was I want people to walk away feeling like I'm going to start that thing. Yeah. I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. Because I want to make everything very realistic. But anyway, I just, I love the idea that people might walk away from note to self thinking, I'm going to share this extra thing with my parents or with my friend, yeah. or I'm going to be, vi-. and the thing is, the thing that's so scary is it's the brutal honesty with yourself and then sharing that honesty with the world. So like if yeah. I look at my, take a look at myself and I discover something about myself, it's hard to look inward one. And then two, get on a mic and say it to whoever wants to listen. It's hard to accept it too. There's Very like, hard to the accept acceptance it. piece of growing up, I think is the hardest part yes. of growing up. Uh-huh. And it's like, unfortunately, I think that a lot of the times coincides with your mid twenties, which I think is why people say mid twenties is such a mind fuck. Like mind fuck you're literally having to realize that like you cannot change your body. You cannot change the way you talk. Like Mm -hmm. you can adjust. Sure. But like you are who you are. And it's like the quicker you can get to that acceptance is I think the key to freedom. Well, you also realize like you realize that no one knows what's going on. Like you, I think you grow up thinking thinking about you the way no one cares. No one gives a shit. But also moving to a city like New York or LA will show you that. that That's what I love about Los Angeles or New York. And people are like, no one gives a fuck. Everyone's up their own ass. I'm like, perfect. Yes. That is exactly what I want. I yeah. could walk down the street in no clothes. Oh, yeah. And no one's going to give a flying fuck. No one bats an eye. No one bats an eye. Yeah. There's no judgment going on. I do think, too, like my theory about New York as well is it expedites so much growth, like personal, career, relationship. Yes. Like think about well, two also people. Also, it can expedite a downfall. Yes. Yeah. Same I, with L.A. Like you yes. can go, go downward spiral so hard in that city. <laughs> That's really interesting. I never thought about it. It will expedite anything, anything you give it. So this is what I was saying about LA. Like it's very posh for people, especially in New York, not New Yorkers, but like people visiting New York. I had a guy did this last night. He's like, Ooh, LA. Like I fucking hate LA. I'm like, it's really posh to hate LA. Yeah. But LA will, or New York will echo whatever it is you already believe. So like, if you're looking for shitty people, you will find the shittiest people you ever met in the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. Let me tell you. Or if you. you're being a and shitty And if you're person, shitty, you're going to find exactly find you. Like, it's going to be happening. Yeah. And so I'm very protective of LA or New York where I'm like, yeah, we talked about you, but both. I'm like, I'm like, no, but New York is this like, and I also don't think like, okay, well, you love LA, so you have to hate New York. And you, if you love New York, yeah. you have to hate LA. I'm like, I am a different person in all these cities. Like, I, I like the cities for different reasons. Yeah. But like, you will always find what you are in these cities. I love that. And it will echo whatever it is you already believe. Yeah. So, which is amazing because like, so I have a whole episode on lucky girl syndrome and I'm like, no, I feel like New York is the in a perfect place to have lucky girl syndrome Yeah, because you put it out in New York and it literally just like comes back to you. You know, I think it's, LA, also, it's, I think it's a mix, though, in New York of lucky girl syndrome and single girl syndrome. Yeah, there's something about being a lucky single girl in New yes. York. I've never been single in New York. Actually, I have when I used to visit my friends and that level of luck. Yeah, yeah. is next level too. But you also just expect it. Yes. Like but you walk like, around, around with a little bit more like a pep in your step. Uh-huh. I have my headphones on. I'm like listening to like and I think too, Stallion. it makes you more of a well, I think. You put yourself out there. More. It's a yes mentality. Yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it all coincides. Maybe it it's is, like it lucky saying yes, saying being OK with like new experiences and realizing you have to put yourself out there to like not only confirm who you are and who you want to be, but also meet uh-huh. the type of people that you want to be around. And, you know, I would say the same goes for social media. So let's say we're not a physical place, but a like a actual. Yeah. Like digital space. You do a good job of putting yourself out there exactly how you are. So you're attracting you. the right followers who 
approach you and have a, you, you have a good energy. So you're bringing good energy in. I, and I, think I believe that for yeah. any person listening to social media, whether you're going to do something like we do on social media or not, but using social media, it's similar to living in a New York or in I LA where there's that. all of these options. And if you can put out not even like a good energy, like let's say you're not even no, creating content, but like you are using social media uh, what, what is the word? intentionally? Yes. So you're getting on social media. If you're not creating content, you're getting on social media with a certain energy. You're going to get that energy back from social media. You're going to be following the right people. Or, yes. you know, if you, if you're coming on and you're being like, if you're exuding like a supportive energy to other people yeah. or like a loyal, like if they, I don't know how to describe it, but everything that you're saying, like is if you're exuding that uh-huh. like people are either going to be like I agree with that so I'm going to stick around or I don't fuck with that so I'm going to unfollow so so it's like yeah it, you know what I mean well the reason that social media reminds me of a big city like this is because there's lim- unlimited options yes so like in New York again how I say it with LA all the time if you are looking something for something in Los Angeles you will find it it's a city of yes. what 12 million fucking people Crazy. you will find great you will find bad you will find everything in between same with new york but social media is an aggregate of literally everything in the entire world so like you can find whatever you're looking for that's our own all the the big city that we live in is social media yeah we live on instagram that's all of our big city that we live in. yeah so use it wisely and use use it it wisely and if you want to create content on it put out the right kind of i would not say the right kind of content meaning like there's a good or a bad but like put out content that's true true to to you. you yeah and you will receive followers that are true to you you'll receive an experience community, that's true yeah. to you and we live in a world too where i mean there's both sides but like we've never been so connected directly to brands to potential clients to we are so connected yes well and just to information no to information in general yeah. like you want to know a cool new restaurant in new york you go on tiktok in five seconds you find it like and you curated curated and you like, see different experiences you see yeah. reviews you see like and it's there's it's almost a surplus of it where it does get overwhelming. But all of that to say, like, it's such a great time to go after a dream, go after a passion. Like they're really I saw someone talking about this the other day. Like there's no excuses anymore because I the don't resources say it's the are there time. But it's yeah. just like you have these free tools. Well, a lot of the time, the only thing that's holding you back is the fear of starting. it. Yes. And like, that's a privilege for us to all have access to these kind of resources yeah, where it's amazing. the only thing holding us back is our own selves. Like the fact that you can DM a celebrity, like not saying they're reading it, but the fact yeah. that you can actually have access to a celebrity, I think a lot of people abuse it, but like that was never, there was never that like direct line of communication to a brand, to a, like you no longer do you have to search the web for an email yeah. to find like the PR person for this or the social media manager for a brand like it's literally you send a DM. It takes 30 seconds. It's the and it, easiest time in the yes. world to use the resources that we're given. Yes. I went live the other uh-huh. day with do you know Mary Phillips. Yes. OK. She's amazing. Iconic yes, has yes, been yes. around for years on years, like has so much experience. And she was like, when I started my career, like I had a physical portfolio book mm-hmm. that my agent had to get a meeting with someone's agent and meet them in person and show them my portfolio. Yes. Yes. That is how my career got started. At, but, so, by the way, at the time. That was revolutionary. No, that was huge. Yeah. Or being in like a network of other artists that would mm-hmm. vouch for you. Like that was huge. Like now we have that literally at this is this is the level of commitment it takes. Yes. Doop. Done. And I'm yeah, yeah. So I just feel like I'm not saying that in a shady way. I'm saying that in an inspirational way of like yeah, of it course. is your time to go and shine and mm-hmm. and do whatever you want because it literally like the opportunities are there. It's never been this easy. Yes. 
not to say that it is easy because there's there's a lot of people doing it yeah. because it's so easy. Yeah. But the cream always rises if you're good at it, if you're consistent. Could you say the cream the always cream rises? The cream always rises. The cream de la creme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always think of that the saying. The cream rises. I've never heard <laughs> <laughs> The cream rises at the top. We're good. If you're good at it, if you if you want it, you're going to get it. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> the cream always rises. My mom used to say that growing up all the time. The cream. Do you ever find yourself saying things like that are, well, especially in New York, like, I'll say something like in LA, I'll say something like, well, you could do that till the cows come home and it doesn't matter. And everyone's like, what? Where are the cows going? I said something the other day, like catty corner. Do you say that? Yeah, I say catty corner. Okay. Some people don't. Catty corner. That's it. I think a Southern thing. A Southern thing. Well, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different phrases that we use. Also, I used to say the word, now I say naked, but I always said naked. And my dad. Oh, I said naked. I'm like, whoa. I'm like. We were naked. He also Never. says Sunday, Monday. Oh, yeah. Mondays. Mondays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mondays. Sunday. My dad and my grandpa both say that. We're when, so lucky we come from wholesome, like, wholesome. Families. Yeah. A wholesome. Well, mine's wholesome, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't realize how Texas we were until we, until I moved to LA. And then everyone's like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Texas. And they're like, we get in the conversation about, like, what's your dad do? I'm like, he's a fighter pilot. My they're grandpa's like, in oil. Baseball. <laughs> oh, literally. Like Monday. Monday. Monday's <laughs> naked. <a> naked. <laughs> My cows are coming home. <laughs> They're like, what'd you do at college? I'm like, I went to out to the to the ranch and that we were, were driving 80 miles an hour in, a, in the back of a no, ranch like, road. The like, longhorn is our like mascot. Yeah. Like there's like, like a oh, drugged longhorn on the yeah. <laughs> field at all times. Literally, like, like don't you know when like the cat the cattle guards for things? Everyone's like, what the fuck is a cattle guard? I'm like, I wouldn't change oh. it any other way though. It was no, I yeah, love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We definitely thank went you. over, but thank I you know, so I'm much. Sorry, I rambled. No, you did not ramble. So Tell everyone where they could find you on the internet. On Instagram, it's at makeupxk. Which, uh-huh. funny enough, I feel like people used to tell me that I need to change it because it was hard to find. But now I'm like, that's me. That's me. Yeah, makeupxk. And then my uh, app, which is now available in all the app stores, is called Makeup by Kellyanne, and it's a like platform for beauty education so it has long format tutorials mm-hmm. and it's super fun we have on a lot of great guests we need to have you on it's yeah. basically like a beauty podcast yeah like we're filming we're talking and we're doing makeup you at also the have same the most time. official setup ever it's very official very it's official. very fun it's yeah it's a great time but that's called makeup by kellyanne so we have an instagram and now mm-hmm. we're launching a tiktok as well so amazing well go, fo- go follow kellyanne and i'll have you on again for Yay, something i'm sure so fun. I, I love doing double guests again because yes, then you can really dive yes it doesn't need dive to be in. like yeah and the audience knows you sometimes yeah. with guests like when i listen to my favorite podcast and there's a guest on i'm like get them off like i just want to listen to my own like favorite <laughs> podcast host so i know how that goes but like so that's why i love having podcast guests on that like i know mesh People with know. my yes vibe you no know i had I mean? so much fun thank you for having me seriously i thank you so love much for coming on. i'm going best. to get another drink now yeah. <laughs> you need it for your nostrils <laughs> thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode you can catch a new episode of note to self every thursday please please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind-the-scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to you all next week.